Hey everyone, welcome to uh, Know Your Gear QA number 90. 90. Anyways, uh, yeah, this is pretty exciting, man. 90. It's getting closer and closer to 100. Let's go ahead and kick you guys till I'm on the right screen. Um, feels like, uh, what happens at 100? Don't I get syndicated or something? I know that's not, uh, this is YouTube and not TV, but I, something seems to happen at 100 episodes, right? There's got to be a reason why we would care. <laughs> but 90 sounds pretty impressive. It's just, uh, that's a lot of questions. Let's do that for, for a second. Let's have some fun for a second. On average, I answer about 50 questions or we discuss 50 topics or questions. Uh, so there you go. That's pretty impressive. That's a lot, a lot of things. Now, granted, we probably covered a couple twice, maybe five, 10 times, but most of the stuff, it's new and exciting. We got a lot to talk about today, believe it or not. There's a lot going on, and number 90 was important, so that's why we're doing number 90 today, because um, uh, this is like the kickoff, believe it or not, to the end of the year, and uh, we had already kind of planned this out. Everything had been planned out to be 90, to be special, and uh, obviously got pushed back and some stuff happened, but we're here. That's all that matters, and uh, we'll discuss uh, your questions today, and of course, What's so important about number 90 and now coming up on the end of the year? Um, and uh, so uh, if you guys got questions, we'll hit those. And also I have some announcements and I'm just going to kind of like always sporadically put them through. The first one is if you notice in the uh, description of this video, and of course I'll time index it later. So it's there. Uh, you guys are very aware that there's a very large horrific fire in California. And if you guys watch uh, Pete Thorne's channel, and I think Robert Baker mentioned it as well, that uh, Wayne Charvel and his son lost not only the shop, but their homes. And uh, so there's a link there if you want to go to the gun, GoFundMe to uh, help them out to get uh, maybe lend a hand to them. Uh, I uh, just wanted to put that out there, the link out there and spread, spread the word. I know a lot of you have personally been affected, uh, not only by this horrible fire, uh, but uh, you maybe know somebody who has. And if you have somebody to help, then you should help them. And uh, if you, you want to help the Charvel family, uh, go ahead. I, I think they would definitely appreciate that. I would appreciate that. They, obviously, Charvels are a, a big part of big part of the community, guitars for us in a lot of ways. So that's the first announcement and uh, we'll get into more. Let's see what questions you guys have. Um, all right. And a lot of questions. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, oh, uh, okay. So syndicate wants to know which Ikea shelves did I use for the amps? You know, specifically, I don't know what these are. I know they come in brown and this wood, and I think you get them in the bathroom section of Ikea. But what I'll do is I, I can find them. Obviously, when I index it, I'll put the link to Ikea. That's what they are. They're just Ikea shelves. Uh, the pedal shelves, which are now over on this wall, uh, those are also at Ikea, and those are uh, uh, picture frame shelves. I know that sounds a weird thing, but it's like picture frames going. That's why they have a groove, so it makes them perfect for pedals. And you can get those in white or black. Um, but these, that's what these are. And uh, I just like these because, like I said, I can store stuff underneath them. I see you can put pedals underneath, amp in the middle, an amp on top. I like it. You know, they're a little cool. Um and uh, I have a bunch of them, actually, more than what you see. I think in the old videos, I used to have four or five of them in a row. And now they're just kind of spread out in my other room in this room. And I just dig them. But that's where. Uh, I wish I could remember the name. I, I know they might be shoe racks. Whatever it is, I know this. It is in the bathroom section of Ikea. It's like the weird, the stuff I find in the room to, to, to do this stuff is the weirdest stuff. Like I said, the picture frame shelves. Um, 
a lot of people were asking me for the shelves and I would look up shelves at Ikea and you couldn't find them. And it was driving me nuts and driving me nuts. And then finally I was went, I went to Ikea and I saw them in the section and I noticed they're not called shelves. They're called, they're like literally picture frame hangers, but they're made to be shelves that you put the frame on. It's, I don't know. It's a weird thing. Decorating is not my motif, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Uh, what else do you guys got? Man, you guys are all over the place with questions. Uh, hey, Will wants to know, where's my luggage? Uh, it's here. I got it. Um, what's today? Friday? I think I got it Wednesday or Thursday. I got it the day after. So they got it to me Wednesday. The only thing that sucked, and it just sucked, is, man, it, I wanted to get it as soon as they called me. They called me, and it just happened to be 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So it took four hours to get it because <laughs> I had to drive through rush hour traffic. Downtown Phoenix, the airport, rush hour traffic uh, was... Uh, is not a great experience. <laughs> uh, you know what? I got. You know, I'm 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 only complaining so you guys know. I don't literally. I don't drive in traffic, so traffic's like every time for me is a very. Uh, you know, to some people it's just a day, but to me it was like, man, traffic is tough. People just sit in their car and don't move, and this is okay. Um, so I just listened to some tunes and and made it through. But God bless every single one of you drive traffic every day. I have not driven traffic. I don't think ever in my life. I've always, wherever I worked, I just move next to that. I've been like that my forever, forever. I will just, I just don't like to drive. So, um, okay. Uh, oh, Sean Price says, hey, Phil, you ever tried two, true temperament frets? Um, I have never tried them. If you guys don't know what those are, some of you guys probably haven't seen a true temper temperament true temperament fret let's do that true temperament fret. because boy is it something that if you've seen it you would uh you would remember uh so let's go to images let me find you guys something here you go it's perfect and share it with you it takes about two seconds do that here you go uh yeah that looks like somebody jacked up your frets <laughs> but instead they made them better using science no uh engineering so here's the here's the cool part so you can see they're kind of squiggly and weird and it's a supposed supposedly perfect intonation the people who have them love them steve i i think said it best he has a set on one of his guitars he said it was fantastic but it you know he hasn't mind playing guitar the wrong way all his all his life so um my personal opinion on those is my personal opinion on all that all that stuff like the buzz uh, feetin system or fetin system depending on anyone who say that uh is all that stuff is a big improvement and i maybe it i don't want to say maybe it is valuable and it is it is worth doing my personal reason for not doing or getting stuff like that for me personally is i'm not really into things i can't duplicate with all my instruments i love my instruments so if i if i put that on one of my guitars then you know, when you go to your other guitar, it won't be like that. Maybe that's the wrong thinking. Maybe, maybe I should be like, no, you have one guitar that's true temperament and it's perfect and the rest are okay. Or I don't know, but also too, it's availability. I mean, that's something I just have to find, you know, I will tell you on a side note and uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe this is a, uh, maybe goes into other industries too. I'm curious to see if you guys are like you guys that are mechanics or, uh, or, uh, you know, maybe physicians or work at hospitals or, you know, whatever it is your skill set is that make, that you do for a living. I'm always a little freaked out uh, about anything I can't do uh, when it comes to 
repair because I repair guitars. I can repair guitars. I do it every day. It's something that's just instinctual for me. And yeah, you learn new stuff every every month. You know, you learn a repair. But like, I don't even understand how they get put into the. I never researched it. I would think they have no tang, and you just glue them down. I'm not sure. So like I said, I'm a little freaked out by them because I'm like. Uh, I'm like, how do you install them? I, maybe I need to take a time to watch a video and see how to install them. Maybe that could be a sharp of my axe. Maybe we could put true temperament frets on a Epiphone. <laughs> I, I love that idea. If you guys haven't figured this out, uh, the, uh, the sharp of my axe, the next nine, uh, for the season two are, uh, like with the beer caster, uh, and, um, uh, are trying to be more extreme. You know what I mean? More than just tuning keys in a nut uh it's uh, everything is to is ho hopefully stuff that you guys can do at home with minimal tools and minimal uh information you know right just stuff that hey this is how you do it here's a trick how to do that but i'm trying to make them um not more clickbaity i wish i was doing that that'd be a smarter move for me but more i want to capture your imagination you know what I mean? The beer caster was like that. I want to set fire to a guitar. Uh, this, there's a one that's coming up in a couple episodes. I think most of you guys are going to just go like not crazy, but you can't believe it. Uh, just the one that we, we did the drawing this week for that PRS standard. Uh, we did this morning. We worked it all out. What, what we're going to do that is already going to be crazier than what, you know, it's a, uh, we want to, we don't want to do what I did at Tyler Larson's and just fix up a PRS and put PRS parts on it. We're not doing that this time. We're doing something really crazy uh so uh same thing you know trying to up the game a little bit make it more exciting it's, it's got to be exciting for me because that's pretty much what i get out of this stuff for the most part uh the monetary value is never going to uh be the majority of it it's got to be the interest if i it's got to capture my imagination which means hopefully it'll capture your imagination um uh oh, okay sean says uh crimson guitars has a great instructional video installing crowning true temperament frets great i'll watch it because like I said, I just, I've never even looked. I don't even understand, you know. So, you know, I've installed, I've had to install frets on a Parker Fly before. And that was done, you glue them on. Uh, I've had a, a, a guitar come in the shop. It is like seven years ago. And it two frets, one it came off and one was coming off. So you had to heat them, remove them and re-epoxy them on. So I understand poxing, epoxying a fret onto a carbon fiber fretboard. I would imagine true temperaments like that, but I, I just don't know. So I'll look. I'll look at the video. Like I said, I have no, I have no, I put no thought into it. Uh, what is the best amp solution for gigging a guy without a car? Uh, no amp, man. Uh, you're a perfect, uh, you're a perfect candidate for what's now the future, which is, uh, uh, either some kind of pedal system, something that fits in your gig bag. This is, I'm just going to tell you if I was, if I didn't have a car and I was doing gigs or if I was in a situation where I had no vehicle, obviously I would bring my instrument and anything that could fit into a nice gig bag would be what I would take with me. So, uh, I, in today's day and age, I don't know. Cause you're saying gigging, I, unless you're talking about a, a cafe where literally if you don't bring the speaker system, you're, you know, you don't have anything. Uh, I would suggest some kind of like, uh, you know, I, I don't say axe effects. That's a little over the top. You know what I mean? For, for, and obviously, you know, I don't know, but, uh, those things work fine, but I would just go with something small, a small, uh, I mean, there's tons of stuff. Zoom makes stuff. Digitech makes stuff. Uh, Joyo makes stuff. Um, new X makes stuff. I mean, everybody makes like, uh, Oh, uh, Sansamp. I like the Sansamp fly rig. That thing's pretty sweet. Um, I just got the new carbon X one preamp uh, pedal. 
uh, it'll it's a preamp pedal that you can with a speaker emulation and it has one watt of two power that will power a cabinet if you need it. Um, but it's a pretty large footprint, but still can fit in a gig bag. Those are the selections our selections. Those are the situations that I think will warrant these kind of products, uh, something light and easy. So, you know, as a bass player, uh, when I was going to Sweetwater and I, you know, the, the debacle with Delta Airlines, I would bring my bass. I actually had my preamp with me. I have an Eden preamp pedal. Uh, that is what I take. I don't ever use a bass amp. I always take a preamp pedal. It has a uh, compression in it. it, has everything I need, it has the DI in it. Uh, and I take that and I run my bass into that and I run into whatever. And what I reason I do that is I've learned, I don't care what cheap amp you got. That's my sound. All you got to do is get me enough clean signal that I can get that into something. So if I plug it into a PA grade, if I plug it into a, a cheap bass amp, that's great. Um, so I think same thing. If you if you can get your sound in some kind of platform that then can be plugged into a PA or anybody's guitar amp, I think in most cases you'd be fine. Uh, other than that, man, uh, you got it. You're gonna. I, I would recommend if you're gonna go amps, Quilter stuff is super light, super good. Uh, obviously, the Katana is pretty light and super good. Uh, there's a lot of stuff like that. Uh, the Roland Cube series stuff. Um, Boss, uh, that's a new thing. Did you see the new announcement this week with Boss? Um, it looks like, where's it at? Uh, let's look, let's take a look, shall we? Side note, I just like sharing stuff. I was just reading this literally while I was waiting to get on the air today. <laughs> Uh, so I was reading this. This is on uh, Guitar World did this announce. I was reading it. Bossonville's two new next tone series amplifiers. And when you look at them and I watch the video, it looks like that's the rebranding of the Roland Blues Cube, it looks like. Uh, but what's nice is it had delay added to it. So it's got reverb and delay. And I don't remember delay uh, ever being an option for any of the Blues Cubes. Not, not in the one I have, at least. And uh, so that's cool. Um, stuff like that, you know, dependable... Uh, I don't know what that's going to go for. The blues cubes aren't cheap, so it might not be cheap, but it probably will be cheaper than the blues cubes. That's the whole point. So uh, those are all options for you, man. That's stuff I would look at for sure. Uh, and you could always try to find a friend with a car. <laughs> you know, that's 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 an always that's an always option too. Get a, get a get the other guy in the group to have a car. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Justin wants to know, what was the toughest repair I've ever done? Toughest repair. You know, it's funny. I already know the answer. It's not going to be something that was physically hard to do. It was something stressful. Some repairs become stressful um, because it's not what you think. Sometimes, you know, you get a repair that you've never done before. And you're like, okay, you got to, you got to learn to do this. And, and it's really like, it's, it's scary because you're learning to do something while you're doing it. And that's not always the best situation. Uh, but the toughest repair I've ever done, you know, I hate to say it, it's going to be something stupid, uh, where, you know, uh, the toughest repairs for me are all of the really cheap, uh, off brand guitars where nothing is uh, what it's supposed to be. No parts are lined up where they're supposed to be. Nothing lines up where it's supposed to be. Uh, a lot of those cheap, um, kind of inexpensive off-brand guitars become really problematic to work on. Um, which is why I tell people sometimes the best guitars to start repairing on are inexpensive Squires because they're close to standard to what you can get aftermarket parts for. It's really tough uh, when you're spending four hours researching on the internet some part for a guitar 
And you know, the really ones I'll tell you what, the only thing I can tell you is too, is what guitars do I dread? The ones I dread, you know, when somebody's like, Hey, I got this guitar. It's always some kind of weird silver tone, crazy guitar missing a part or crack parts. The other thing that's also tough to repair the work on is all the Bakelite parts. So if you guys are not familiar with that, but like all the tuning keys that have the Bakelite uh, plastic, it's brittle, it's dry. It's really tough when somebody brings you an instrument and instead of saying this is a $10,000 guitar, uh, you know, you're like, hey, if I scratch that, you know, it's going to cost. They bring you a guitar that's worth $10, but they tell me a story about how as a grandfather is the most important thing in their life, uh, you know, and that's tough because when it's money, you can always explain to people like, hey, sometimes these things break. So before I work on this, if this cracks, do you give me authorization to replace it? And I'll replace it with these parts. But when it's sentimental, a lot of people are like, they don't want to replace parts. So that's what you deal with. It's tough. And it, and the re, and the re, other thing that makes it kind of tough is uh, usually, as you can imagine, those are also low paying repairs. So you're kind of on the wire. You got a little brow sweat coming down and you're making $30. <laughs> so it's a, it gets a little nervous, but it's part of the, it's part of the job. And then, but not, I've never had a repair that was so tough. I couldn't knock it out. Um, so, you know, that's another thing too. I have that's been, I've been very lucky my whole life repairing instruments. I've always had a stronger resource than me. Um, as you guys saw when I did the, uh, uh, sharpen my axe number 11 with uh, Tim from atomic guitars. Uh, he did all the custom painting on that guitar. Um, I have uh, a dozen friends that are, as good as a luthier as I am any day of the way, day of the week or repair guy or whatever you want to call us. And I have a half a dozen people, uh, friends uh, that I personally know and talk to on a weekly basis that blow me out of the water. And so it's always nice to have resources. Anytime you get backed into a problem, you're, you, you always, you always want to have somebody you can call and say, Hey, look, you ever seen this? You ever do this? And what's nice is, you know, I started out being smart like that, making sure I had these guys around to ask questions to. And uh, it's always the great day when, the person you've been asking for five years, all of a sudden one day calls you and says, Hey, I got a question for you. You get to help them back. That's, that's a great moment. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the boring part of that. Uh, Ryan wants to know my volume cuts out on my amp and moving my volume knob off and back brings the volume back. It crackles as it comes back too. okay. Uh, is it my guitar or amp? I have a PRS S2 standard, uh, and it does it in both pickups. Okay. Well, it sounds to me like your amp and it sounds to me like dirt in your amp, uh, in your potentiometer or somewhere. And, uh, it's because you, when you say move, right, there's things that you're triggering, right? When you have issues with products, think about the core of the, of the, what you're saying, you're saying there's an issue. And then if you move something, the issue goes away. So that usually means friction contact, contact, something is not contacting or loses contact, and when you move it, it contacts back. That's the way I like to think things. When things start fading in and out, and you're not touching nothing, that's always going to be a different type of problem than what you have now. So my guess is uh, you have something either damaged or dirty. Dirty is the first thing you got to do. You got to fix that. Uh, I always tell everybody, if you're smart, uh, and Ryan, I know you are because you're watching this channel. And, hey, come on, man. And uh, you would uh, get yourself some deoxid and go in and try to clean those uh, safely. Of course, you know, you know, make sure you're not doing anything, touching your amp, don't unplug it, make sure there's no power off and don't go anywhere near the capacitors. Um, 
if you're scared about any of that stuff, don't do it at all. <laughs> right. Uh, cleaning an amp out is about the easiest thing to do until you shock yourself uh, with one of those caps. And, uh, and sometimes uh, I, you know, I'm not going to say it's going to drop you dead, but you're going to not, you're not going to, you're not going to feel good. So don't do it. Uh, so if you feel c confident that you can clean out the potentiometer either because you can see access to it and you can get that in there and do it great. Uh, otherwise take your amp in for a cleaning. You know what I mean? Ask a, call your local service center and say, how much just to clean all the components in my amp? What's that worth? And, uh, and have them do that and have it checked out. It's worth doing. Uh, but I really think it's worth doing yourself. But again, you just got to be aware that there's a danger. The problem with amps is, as I like to say this, the amplifiers are pigs. They take more electricity than they give out. So they store it up in those capacitors. That's why you hear about that all the time. People get shocked, even though the amp hasn't been plugged in for days. Uh, you have to discharge all that stuff. And uh, that is something that, although you could probably watch a YouTube video on it, I don't think that's enough experience to be safe. So, the, you know, anytime, guitar stuff's easy, you know, but amp stuff, you know, it's dangerous. So, and uh, if you've ever been burned or shocked by an amp, which I have, uh, I have a scar on my arm from an amp. Uh, I don't recommend you do that. And, uh, and exactly what happened with me is I was doing something and I was sure, uh, that everything was fine. And uh, actually I'll just say what happened with me. What happened with me was, uh, I had an amp that the reverb tank wasn't working. And, uh, so I wanted to check the connections on the reverb. That's it. Right. Two RCA cables. Very easy. It was in a Marshall amp, JCM 2000. And the tank is mounted sideways forward in front of the behind the Marshall logo on the amp. I took the back panel off. What happened was the, the amp, it wasn't my amp. Uh, so it, it, the amp was biased really hot. Okay. That's the important part of the story. It was really hot. Somebody had actually biased it like they throttled this amp out. And so what happened was the tubes were just glowing red. I didn't know. So what happened was I turned on the amp. I hit a cord. There was no reverb. I turned it off. The amp was on for, uh, seriously, maybe 30 seconds. And I go, okay. So I pulled the back panel off and I reached back just to check the thing. And I touched my arm right on a tube. And in that 30, 40 seconds, that tube got so superheated. It burned me really bad. Uh, and, uh, I was shocked because uh, at that time, this is a while ago, by the way, long time ago. I was shocked because I had, you know, messed with tube amps so many for so many years and never had a problem with that. I'm very aware of. I just never seen one get so hot so fast, and um, that's what happened. I found out later when I was talking to the guy who owned it that he had had it tricked out and biased, throttled out, and uh, they those tubes got cooking quick. So there you go. Uh, let's go back to i got you guys some pen questions so we got some good pen questions let's look for some other stuff there's 700 of us 760 of us uh okay here's one uh joseph says phil i love your show thank you buddy uh you're a smart guy sure i'll take that <laughs> says uh i'm <laughs> i'll try to take a compliment today uh i so I'm betting you can answer this. Uh, can you ABY split the signal from a micro dark effects loop send to the return of two amps effects loops? Okay, so I, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that like this. There's a thing called. This could be different than what you're talking about. Uh, you could be what what I'm perceiving. What you're asking about is chaining amplifiers. Sometimes you're chaining amplifiers. I'm going to reread this just to make sure I don't go down a, a tirade that's wrong. Uh, you want to ABY split signal. 
okay, from a micro dark effects loop. So you want to send it, send it to the return of two amps. Uh, I don't know. That's it's so it's so crazy what you're asking. Hold on a second. We're gonna we're gonna try it because we got some time. We got a minute to figure this out. All I need to do is physically see it. And I'm sure we can work it out real quick. Unless, of course, uh Lawrence beats me to it real quick. Okay, so obviously he's talking. I just want to show you guys what he's talking about. Um, because again, it's visual and we sometimes can work this out. So he's talking about the micro dark, the orange amp by uh, orange. And uh, in the back, if I'm able to look, there's an effects loop. So I think what he's saying is he wants to send signal out of this amp, right? Send it. And then send it and plug it into two. I need to go back to this question and go send it into the return of two amps and their effects loops. You know, my issue is, and again, I would really trust like Lawrence over this and I'm sure he's watching now um, and he can comment too. Uh, my thing is, I think you're going to get noise. So it doesn't matter if it works or not. I think you're going to have all this residual noise. Uh, that would be my thing. So you can try it, but my guess is no matter what you're going to do, you're going to get noise because uh, because you're not completing the loop on that dark terror. That's my guess. So, and in some effects loops, and I'm not familiar with that amp in particular, they actually, if you don't complete the circuit, they actually, you don't get sound anymore because the sound goes out. And then if it doesn't return, you get no sound. So it depends on if it's parallel or a series, how that effects loop is in that amp. And I'm not really sure. And I'm sure we could look it up, but again, I gotta, I gotta, you know, I don't have time to research it on the live show, but uh, let's see. Hold on. Uh, Lawrence, Lawrence says, if he uses the L-E-H-L-E uh, -E -E pedal switcher, uh, he would be covered as it is a ground loop switch. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. A switch is good. Uh, I agree with Lawrence. That's a great point, Lawrence, as always. Uh, yeah, I, I would use something like a, an actual pedal to do that. Maybe like the ABY by, uh, I use a radial. The one he's mentioning, I'm not actually familiar with, but I'm sure it's awesome. Uh, but I radial stuff, but yeah, actually as some convoluted, like send something here and return it there and do stuff. Then I, you know, my experience always is it ends up, you get some degraded tone, you get some noise, you end up chasing it. And, and although you're, you get to do it without spending a little money, you get what you pay for. So I'm going to say, don't do it. Uh, hold on a second. We got, let's jump on another one real quick. Uh, Okay, Eric says, Dear Phil, in order to mitigate the effect or you're try trying weak, <laughs> please use this money. Ah, he's being nice. I appreciate that. To buy yourself a nice double IPA or whatever you like. Your channel has been helpful to me. It's at least I can do. Cheers. Thanks, man. I appreciate that, Eric. And if you guys saw this week, it was a bad, uh, it sucked. It was a sucky week, but it's better now. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, that's what happens. You, everybody has a day. It sucks. Uh, for me, it just sucked that I had to do the live show and I was trying to, uh, do what I'm doing today, have a good time with you guys. And it just wasn't working out that way, but it was good. And you know what? And it, everything works out for a reason. And, uh, we got some exciting news today. I mean, really exciting stuff, uh, that I, we were able to do. So I'm excited about that. And you know what ha happened, whether you guys realize it or not, here's what really happened. That was kind of exciting too. That debacle created another sharpen my axe. 
<laughs> right? So that's another video that we get to do. And, and that Sharpa Max, because uh, created something else. You know what I mean? So, so I appreciate that. Um, I'm probably going to have a beer tonight. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> not because of the week, just because it's Friday. And so uh, and it's a good time segue. I like these segues. Uh, I'll give you the update on the, uh, the uh, what do you call it? The hashtag KYG4240. Big news today, guys. That's what I told you. That's what I said. Everybody has a bad day. There's a good day. Here's a good day. Today, we hit 39 million views on the channel as of today. We hit this week 180,000 subscribers. So where are we at at the goal? To do 40 million views, lose 40 pounds, and get 200,000 subscribers. We are at 180,000 subscribers today. We are at a 39 million views today. And I'm down 30, technically 31. We're going to say 30 pounds. I'm down 30 pounds. So uh, I got 10 pounds to go and a month and a half to do it. And I only got to get through the two worst holidays of the year for eating. No problem, right? <laughs> we, fine. <laughs> so we'll get it done. Uh, anyways, yeah. So, uh, but that's those are great, uh, impressive things. The other thing that happened this week that was cool because I was, you know, there's always good stuff. We got to focus on good stuff too. Uh, my very first video ever, uh, which is the uh, not first video I ever did, but the first video it ever hit this number. Uh, I have another video, the uh, video I did for uh, uh, when I bought the guitar at uh, uh, Sam Ash. That's about to hit a million views. Uh, that's crazy. So, up oh, and it looks like we're frozen. Am I frozen? Uh, uh oh, why am I frozen? Okay. Lost the stream. Can you guys hear me at least? Okay, so I'm good. You guys can see me. Somebody say yes. <laughs> You're good. Okay, cool. I'll keep going. Uh, on my screen, it looks like it's still frozen. You know, I, I, uh, I, uh, I should. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm good. Let's go back and I'll just ignore the stream and see if it's working. Okay. Um, we'll go to the next question. So that was some good announcements. We'll go to another question. It says, "Any thoughts on the Ibanez SR500 GAT4 string?" I, I own S, uh, a Soundgear bass. Obviously, I like Soundgear. Uh, Soundgear is one of my favorite basses that. Uh, I mean, really, I'm a Fender guy, but Fender basses and Soundgear basses. Soundgear. Love it. I got nothing bad to say about Ibanez and Soundgear. Ibanez basses are always better than they cost. That's the one thing I can definitely say about them. Whoops. Oh, okay. So, uh, so like I said, we'll keep pushing through, man. It's just, you guys are... So... Uh, so anyway, so back to the, uh, the, the thing. Yeah. Uh, so I got nothing but saying, plus it's the, it's the rule on this show. If you ask me what I think of an instrument, I'll tell you to buy it. Uh, fusion 72 says for what it's worth, I just bought a next tone and it's unfreaking believable, uh, a bit more money, but worth every penny. Ah, next tone. All right. Uh, let's take a look. I gotta, now I got to look what a next tone is. You guys probably all know what it is. You know, I'm more visual sometimes than than anything else. And oh, so you got the amp, the one we we're just talking about. I didn't even think it was out yet. So he just so Fusion seventy two got it and gave it a thumbs up. All right. Um. So uh, 
Oh, the sound of the video don't match. Don't you love it when everything goes to... Okay. Hold on a second, guys. Hold on, let me refresh. I'm going to refresh my screen. Okay, I'm showing it's good. So you guys just got to refresh your screen. Super easy, right? Okay. Uh, so back to back to uh, um, the questions. Oh, the next tone, the new boss amp. Uh, I didn't even know it was out. I thought it was just releasing as a pre-release. The um, I I don't warrant. Uh, this channel is not big enough, I guess, to warrant boss. I don't know. They never reach out to me to do reviews. So sorry. <laughs> uh, so everything I review from boss, I buy and, uh, I'm a huge boss fan. As you guys know, I have a lot of boss gear. That's why I'm able to review a lot of it, but it, it, I can't buy every single thing they come out with. That just gets too, that's, it gets exhausting. You know what I mean? It's just financially just pummeling. So, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. And for some reason they, you know, that much, you know, I just don't ping on their radar. So I've reached out. I've even, I've talked to them. Nothing. So, uh, nothing. So that's fine. You know what I mean? Not everybody that it's, it's fine. Okay. So, uh, trust me, if they ever ask me, I'll review their stuff. Uh, Jim says, uh, good to see you back on an upbeat again. Airlines air travel just sucks. Sometimes, uh, have one or two on me. I uh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Airlines there, but you know what? To me, it was, a, it's a learning lesson now too. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not taking, you know, my favorite comment was, was somebody was busting my chops. And they said that uh, the fact the airline wouldn't let my bass on is proof that bass isn't a musical instrument. I'm not going to lie, man. I laugh so hard because how do you, you know, how do you argue with that joke? That's a great, but horrible joke, by the way, screw you for saying it, but it was still funny. All right. Jeff says, uh, will graph tech tuners drop into a hole on a Squire affinity or will I have to enlarge the holes? It depend, depends on your uh, Squire Infinity, but if you have the Squire Infinity, the majority of what I've seen, the ones that I've seen the most of, um, you should be fine. Uh, 10 millimeter holes should be, right? So it should be good. Um, so you have a 90% chance of it working out perfectly. The reason I say that is because Fender sometimes through the years changes out some specs. And so some of the affinities over the years are a little different than others, but the majority of the ones I've come across those, uh, graph tech ratio tuners will pop right in. So I don't think you'll have a problem at all. I would feel pretty confident telling you that to go for it. Uh, and if I'm wrong, you let me know. And you know, uh, I, I know people at graph tech, we can maybe hook you up, figure something out. Okay, so uh, Riley wants to know, Andy Timmons sends, oh, from one send to another. Yeah, that's called chaining, Ch chaining an amp. That's what I was asking before, was there's a term called chaining. Uh, amplifiers that you plug into one amplifier, and then you put the send of that one into the front of another amp. And that's how when you go to giant concerts and they have a row of marshals and they're all been turned on. Although, you know, we all know most time that's fake, but sometimes it's real. You know, Paul Gilbert's deaf. You know what I mean? Paul Gilbert's lost his hearing because he would run nine Metaltronics 100-watt heads uh, when he was in Racer X. This is true. You guys can Google it and see. Uh, it's a big deal. Um, and uh, so they chain those amplifiers. So that's chaining is a different thing. He was talking about A-being. Like I, when I think A-B-Y, I'm thinking about switching, turning on and off and doing stuff. It just seems, seems different than me than 
chaining things in a row. Uh, and again, it also depends on the type of uh, effects loop, if it's a parallel or uh, it's a series, right? That can actually change stuff. But that's a great point, Riley. I appreciate you uh, chatting that. Uh, the Waco kit official. There's an unofficial Waco kit out there, and we need to put a stop to it right now. <laughs> Anyways, the Waco kit official says, PRSS2 Custom 24, like new for $500. Goodbye. Absolutely. Uh, it's, is it the satin one, though? The satin ones, $500 used, I'd say that's fair to good on the good end. Like 600 I think, is where they... I haven't looked. I'm just guessing. 600 seems like the okay, good price, you know, right? Like that's what you expect to pay for them. 500 seems like a good deal. 400 seems like the grab it and go because I think a thousand dollars new. But if it's anything higher than that, it's any of the painted ones. 500 is a steal, and I'd get that. That's 500 is what you expect to pay for, uh, um, you know, basically an SE, an import. So yeah, Waco Kid, go for it. BK says, I have some gear to sell. Okay. Not experience in shipping. Any tips how to pack it, how to range? pickup for shipping uh i have no car to bring gear to some shipping service uh service office thanks okay cool uh, a couple things uh, i highly recommend you use reverb i'm not affiliated or paid by anybody of these any of these companies anybody so that's easy to understand where i'm coming from um uh, i would use reverb because reverb has shipping systems in place in other words you can um you know box it up at home they have videos on how to box people ask me about doing some videos about how to box stuff you know reverb had some videos and i thought they were fine so i just reference people to that i don't need to show you how to put a guitar in a box they can do that stuff i understand there's concerns and safety concerns that you have but they have a good video on that and of course uh uh they have great insurance and they take care of a lot of stuff. As for uh, you not having the ability to get it to a shipping place, um, you know, they have pickup, but pickup will kill you. <laughs> you may want to research in that. I've seen where all of a sudden, you know, like if it's $40 to ship something. And then if you don't, if you click accidentally and have it picked up the next day where the service like FedEx come gets it, all of a sudden it's like $63 uh, for 20 bucks. You might be able to Uber it <laughs> to, to your local place and back that you have to research yourself. But, um, and, but the best piece of advice I can give you about shipping anything, a guitar, an amp pedal, don't ship anybody, anything that you wouldn't like it to see it come to you like that. So if you're shipping something, I see my buddies, everybody does it. You talk yourself into some stupid idea, like shipping it half ass, <laughs> right? But the reality is look at how you're shipping it take a look at it picture you're the person getting it or better yet they somebody shipped that to you if you think you would look at that like that's wrong then it's wrong and if you're and if you're not sure then you're you don't do it right because here's the thing and here's why i give you the advice i have shipped things fully confident that a m1 tank could run it over and FedEx and UPS has found a way to damage it, <laughs> right? So that's my advice. If you think you're confident you got it shipped, then that's probably your only bet because there's still a chance that they can get messed up. And uh, so just take your time and do it right. Everybody just do it right. It's not that hard. So uh, it's just sometimes you just don't have the materials. That's what it is. You don't have the packing materials to do it that's a different problem you have to you have to you have to either buy the materials or get savvy and figure out how to get the materials for free um most of the time you can get that stuff for free that's the biggest thing is the boxes that guitar players have problem getting boxes and getting the the shipping padding you need 
boxes, you usually reach out to your local music stores. Some sell you a box, you know, they'll sell you a box for two to five bucks. Some will give them to you if you're lucky. Some will tell you they don't do it and they shred them up. I think the guitar center shreds them up. But again, I can't speak for every guitar center. Uh, so, but there's also places like bicycle shops. You can ask them for, for boxes and stuff. So there's all kinds of things. There you go. I hope, I hope any of that was helpful. Let's put it that way. Um, Bruce just did a super chat to say thank you or just to tip or whatever. I appreciate it, Bruce. How about that? We'll just say that. Um, thank you again. Uh, Wes McClanananana. Wasn't there a Steve Martin bit about that? Mrs. Right? Wasn't that a Steve Martin thing? Anyways, uh, Mrs. <laughs> I swear something like that. Anyways, uh, Phil, what are your thoughts on Black Friday deals for gear? Is there a better time to shop? You know what? I really believe you can get the deal whenever you want it. Uh, the Tone King has a video. I'll link it in the index. It's uh, how to get a deal. The uh, I will tell you this wholeheartedly. I have you know no no qualms about this. The Tone King can get a deal. <laughs> so, um, you know, he just knows, uh, he just knows what to say. He knows, uh, he, he's, he makes, he's, he makes a habit of making sure that he builds relationships with vendors, uh, and, and, and businesses. Um, you know, I've said this privately. I don't know if I want to say it publicly, but I will. I can tell you one thing about the tone King. I, I, I can tell you right now, I could probably call him right now and he asked for any single person in this industry's phone number and he's got it. He wouldn't give it to me, but he'll call them for me. Uh, so anyways, he's got a video. It's fun. It just goes through all the ways to get deals. I think it's a good video. I enjoyed it. Uh, obviously I use most of those practices too. So it's a good idea. And then there's a couple in there that are like, yeah, yeah, those are good ideas. So, uh, to, 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 to kind of run on the crux of that video. Um, yeah, I think that first of all, like I said, you can ask anybody for a deal. This industry is always been a haggler's market. I have uh, some friends that still own stores that tell me I hate it when I say that, but here's the deal. I also say this, do everything with respect. You know what I mean? Uh, give your money to the companies you want to give your money to. That's what I kind of do. I say kind of because every once in a while you have to, you know, there's a deal, you buy it. But, you know, I try to give my money to the dealers I respect. And I, and uh, at least majority of the time, uh, I can't say 90%, but 70% of the time. And on that note, uh, you know, Black Friday, you, you know, we know what's going to happen. Uh, there's a couple loss leaders. Maybe there's a legit deal. But I'm, I'm kind of a, sometimes a bad person to ask on this particular subject. And here's why I don't buy things unless I wanted them in the first place. So I look back, I look at it backwards. If I want it now, I want a deal on it. If you give me a deal on something that doesn't make me want it. And, but I noticed that's a lot. And I've, again, you know, I've sold millions of guitar, millions of dollars of guitars. So I'm just saying, cause I've seen how people are interact deals, prompt people to move. I give you a deal on a guitar, that guitar two months ago, you wouldn't have cared about it. Now all of a sudden it's like, Oh, well really $500 for that guitar. You say and all of a sudden they want the guitar. I've never been able to, to kind of move my, my mind like that. If I didn't want a Supro today, Supros being on sale tomorrow would mean nothing to me. So I kind of never really react to those kind of uh, deals. Uh, sometimes it just lines up. They do a deal and it happens to be the thing I was already looking for. But most of the time I just call and ask most businesses will give you a deal. 
So the, the re again, watch that video. It's a good video and it, and I could talk about all that stuff, but it's a really short video and it's to the point. And I think he did a good job putting it together. And I really think, uh, if you look at the tone Kings collection, let's just say he's never paid full price. I think that's the name of the video. Never pull pay full price again. He's never paid full price for anything. You know what I mean? Uh, and, uh, so, you know, some of the best deals I've gotten <laughs> in the last year from companies is because the tone King, uh, got them for me. You know what I mean? It's just true. He asked for, he just, you know, little, little, he's, let's just say he's good at it. Um, all right. What else do we got next? Let's see. Jim says Fender is dumping Mexican players. No, dumping Mexican for players. So do you say like Mexican standard stuff? They're dumping that for the player stuff that I saw. That's a good deal. If you see those, I saw Mexican standard strats new for like three, three fifty. That was a good deal. I'd do that if you wanted one. Okay. Um, somebody asked me a question. I just wanted to let you know. Uh, somebody asked me just a question right now about polishing your guitar, polishing a, a guitar. I have a video on the tech tips coming. Uh, it's already filmed on maintenance on the guitar. So that'll come soon. Uh, it's not next week. It may be two to three weeks out, but it's coming and it's a pretty in-depth video uh, about, you know, just ways you can clean your guitar and polishes and why, what, which ones to stay away from and which ones to use. So hopefully that'll be helpful. Uh, what else do we got going on? We got a couple pen questions too. How are we doing on time? We're doing great on time. Okay. Uh, HK says, Hey, Phil. Is it better to buy an SE-112 cab for Super Champ X2 head? I got a Marshall 1936 cab, uh, cab which is better. Dude, the 1936 cab is my, one of my favorite 212 cabinets all time. You're you fine. Don't buy the SE. Don't buy the SC 112 Put that Super Champ. The, the Super Champ, to me, comes alive in a bigger cabinet. That amp, uh, yeah, you get the Super Champ X2 in that 1936 cabinet, you're going to think uh, it's heaven. And then if you, you get the other cabinet, you plug in that little cabinet and you, it's just going to be nothing but disappointment. Save that 200 bucks, put it in your pocket, and enjoy that 1936 cab. Um, it's, you know what? You know, people always ask me about guitars. What's guitar you regret? What guitar do you regret selling? You know what's funny? The, the I'll tell you one of my biggest regretted piece of gears ever sold, ever. I bought a 1936 cabinet. Um, I bought the wheels, put the wheels on it, and then I sold it and I miss it. I don't know why I got rid of it. It was just in my head. I wasn't using it. The, and now they are so obnoxiously priced. Oh my goodness. I mean, 1936 Marshall 212 cabinets, just crazy expensive. In fact, I bought a, it's in the hallway right now. I bought a Marshall, uh, 1960 412 cabinet used in perfect condition from Sam Ash for I think three fifty or four hundred dollars, and uh, you couldn't even touch a nineteen thirty six two twelve for that. That's what makes me laugh. Like you can buy a four twelve Marshall cheaper than you with the same speakers as you can do the two twelve. So yeah, nineteen thirty six is a great cabinet. It's one of my favorite two twelves. Um. Okay. <laughs> Hold on a second. Okay. I don't know what the question is. I just, I'm just going to read it. Cause it's cause I see something about a baby. Okay. Sweet Jay says, Hey, Phil, my wife wants to have a baby. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going, let's see where it goes. I keep telling her how selfish that is because I'll have less gear money. 
how do I communicate to her to her to her better? I knew it was going to be something like this as soon as I said have a baby. All right, sweet Jay. Uh, <laughs> you, you know what, man? <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I will tell you this. Let me give you some advice as, as a father. Uh, and it's a true story. So, you know, uh, when me and my wife decided to have a baby, we decided to have a baby, right? So we, 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 we decided to have a baby and she got pregnant. And when she got pregnant, she told me she's pregnant. I had decided that in my head, for some reason, that I'll never own any more gear ever again. That uh, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was that that ha happened. Uh, but you know, every everybody convinced me that formula and diapers and college and literally having kids means never having gear again. <laughs> right. So I convinced my wife to let me buy two use warwick bases right and i put them on layaway and i bought them and i had them and uh because that was gonna be the last two bases i've ever owned again and here's what i can tell you and this is just being honest when we had my son i think for about a year to maybe two years i don't think i bought any gear uh because daycare is a mofo it will daycare some serious stuff. They all tell you about formula and diapers, but the daycare thing is just nuts because it's really, this is not, this is the weirdest conversation happening on a gear channel, but it's just the truth. Just for any of you guys that are thinking about having kids or, you know, uh, daycare is one of those things, man. You know, it, you usually have kids at a point in your life where you haven't hit that awesome point in jobs yet. Right. You're always on a ramp up and you're keep going. But the, the, the killer is, you know, you're at a point where you make more than daycare makes, <laughs> but when you factor daycare in, it's like, I make this much, but when you factor in daycare, it's only this much. And so it makes it really tough to have that extra money. So, uh, it, it, here's the thing about what I'm telling, what I'm telling you is if you don't have a baby, don't have a baby. That's basically the easy part. But if you want me to tell you how to tell your wife, uh, you know, that you shouldn't have a baby cause it's gear. You, you just gotta understand, man, it's, it's a couple years. You know what I mean? At, at worst case scenario. And then to be honest with you, I don't know. Kids are better than guitars anyways. <laughs> so uh, they just are. The uh, uh, All right. Uh, Corey Cox says, thank you for the uh, G4V. Uh, G4V. Right. The guitars for vets uh, help. PTSD sucks. I agree. Uh, thank you, Corey Cox. And update on that. See, segues. I like these segues. I have pinned stuff on my screen. And then if we talk about it, it lets me go right to it. Uh, I'm going to show you guys right now. Oops, maybe. I just want to thank you guys. This is the point where I thank you guys. Should only take a second. Plus, man, it's such great stuff to, to hey, if I click the wrong thing. I just clicked the wrong thing. Hold on a second. Let's try this again. This time, I'll click the right screen. Start share. Okay, here we go. So if you guys know, I did a video on Veterans Day. Uh, you guys are awesome. I asked if you guys, any of you want to donate uh, to help get 50 guitars for 50 vets. You guys are so amazing. They are 73% funded. Um, I'm not sure what the total number we raised is. I'm pretty sure, I don't want to speak out of term, but I think we've raised over $3,000, um, uh, but somewhere on there, I think that's pretty safe to say. Uh, and, and uh, they've been very thankful. I met with them this week and uh, gave them the guitar. And uh, just want to let you guys know that was great. And uh, I asked you guys to help and you guys did. And uh, I can't thank you enough. 
that was just phenomenal uh, because um, hold on let me get back to my screen maybe ah this screen uh, because like Corey Cox says PTSD sucks and uh, so you guys were awesome so thank you again I just want to stick a thing you guys freaking awesome it's nice to have a community that we can do stuff uh, you know besides complain <laughs> So sometimes I complain, but sometimes we do nice stuff. So there you go. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? Um, uh, uh, Barney Murray wants to know, have you ever tried vintage guitars? That's the brand name. Yeah. You know, what's funny is uh, vintage guitars. Um, sorry, just need some water. Uh, Trev Wilkinson, who I highly respect. I, I was at, very lucky to uh, sit and talk to him for like two hours at the Summer Nam one year. And uh, he's amazing. He's behind that brand. Uh, I really like them. Really, really cool stuff uh, for sure. And uh, but for some reason, just, you know, can make the connection. I offered to buy some of those guitars to review. Uh, they also same company distributes. And, and of course, Trevor Oakson is Fret King. And I fell in love with some of the guitars and said, I'd like to buy some and uh, review them. And they never got back to me. Uh, and, uh, you know, and I, I can't chase people down for, to give them money. I mean, it's just, you know, and it's tough for me because, you know, when you, you're trying to buy from them to do reviews, obviously you're trying to get a discount. You know what I mean? Obviously, uh, because you don't want to pay full retail. Otherwise I can just buy it from a store. Yeah. <laughs> right. So the whole point of talking to a company and saying, Hey, I'd like a review and I can buy them and stuff is that they'll give you a deal. So, uh, I was waiting for them to get back with me. And by the time they never did, uh, you know, that moment kind of passed and I never thought about looking at them again, but I'll go look out for them again. They're really cool stuff. If you guys aren't familiar with the brand, it's a, it's like a Gibson and Fender style guitars, but they're relic. And I know some of you guys aren't cool with relicking, but these are kind of cool because they're very inexpensive. Uh, it's a relic. It's like, it's one of those things that just shows that, you know, $3,000 relic guitars are a little tough to, to, to validate because they can do it for obviously two and $300, uh, and make them look just as good. Um, and you could argue all kinds of things, but I could easily argue that when you see beautiful finishes on three and $4,000 guitars, it's almost impossible to see that same exact kind of finish on a, uh, a $200 guitar. And if you think you do see that finish, I can definitely take a time to make a video explaining to you why you're, what you're looking at is not the same thing. Um, anybody who works, uh, like my buddy, Nathan buffing and finishing high end guitars can tell you real quickly, just in seconds, how to tell why the cheaper guitars, although look the same, aren't the same in the way their finish looks right. The finish is much more detailed on the high end guitars. Again, I'm not arguing better or worse. I'm just explaining that, you know, it's a, it's a, there's a reason why certain high end guitars have a look. It's hard for inexpensive guitars to nail that perfectly, but the relic ones look pretty darn good. All right. Uh, Derek says, Hey, Phil, love the channel. Thank you, buddy. I'm looking for a tube amp that sounds good at lower practice volumes, but also has enough oomph to jam with friends. What would be your top choices under $1,500? Uh, I can just tell you what I use, buddy. I use the Mark five mini by Mesa. Uh, it, uh, to me, it does metal. It does rock. It does blues. It does clean. It's super quiet at night. And, uh, it is definitely loud enough for most small gig uh, situations. It's great. Uh, the other thing I would have also that I use again, I'm just going to tell you what I use is the super champ 22. And that's even less. You can pick that up for six or $700 used and $1,100 new. And I have one right behind me. Uh, that's it right there. Uh, love it. So, uh, can't go wrong with that. And same thing grabs, uh, you know, hard rock, metal, blues, 
great stuff. Uh, if you're asking which one of the two do I like better, it's tough. It's tough. I don't know. They're different. But I use that one more. I should actually say that uh, because it's all in one shop. You know, it's just one amp, you know, just take it and go. I don't know why I keep leaning over, but I'm sure the podcast listeners love it when I move away from the microphone and come back. The, um, ah, see somebody saying I should make a video detailing the difference. You know, it's good. You know what it is? There's a, it's an interesting, that, that would be an interesting video. So maybe I should do that because, uh, the first thing you tell is just in the, not only in the finish work, but just in staining, you know, most import guitars aren't stained. They're shot. They shoot them with spray and emulate staining. The hand stained stuff is usually done on the hiring guitars. So that's why sometimes it's hard to get the, the stains on the import guitars to look exactly right. Again, this is like anything. If I showed you the import cheap guitar with its finish, uh, you know, and I showed you the expensive guitar, like here on a video, five feet from the camera, you may not notice it. But when you get up close, you go, oh, yeah, look at that. That You can tell where one is right and the other one is not right. Matt Harrison says, have you seen the Slick Guitars, Earl Slick brand, cool looking and affordable? Man, Matt, this is like, I, I swear you guys look like plants. Like I planted you guys for these questions. So right here pinned in my questions today is I have two Slick Guitars downstairs. And if you're asking yourself, why do I have two Slick Guitars downstairs, which I know you're not asking yourself that. So I'm, I'm asking that for you is because a viewer who I'll discuss when I do the video bought them and shipped them to me uh, to give away. So we're going to give them away to charity. They're not going to go to you guys. I have so much stuff planned for you guys to give away. So don't worry. We got stuff for you. But these are going to go to charity. One is going to be review and one is going to be a sharp of my axe. So a viewer just out of nowhere. Again, we'll talk about that during the video. Uh, just said, hey, if I buy these two brand new guitars and have them shipped to your house or, you know, to my to my block box, uh, will you do review them? And I said, yeah, I'd like to do a sharpen my axe. I, I said, review it and then sharpen my axe. And so he decided, well, let's do two. And he sent me two. I have not even seen them. They're downstairs in boxes. I haven't opened them yet because um, I want to do the videos and stuff. And I want this to be a cool thing. So that was crazy, by the way. Well, like I said, I want to do a proper thank you. So I don't want to talk about it right now. But I, I want you to know that they're coming. I'm very curious about the Slick Guitars. So really cool. Like I said, one will get a review and one will get the sharpen my axe. We'll see how it goes. I was thinking about doing the sharpen my axe. You guys tell me what you think in the comments uh, when we do when the repost when I index this. I was thinking about using all guitar fetish parts to sharpen it, like a theme, kind of like Tyler Larson's, where I use all PRS parts to sharpen his guitar. Do you think it'd be cool to get a slick guitar and then see what guitar fetish upgrades I could do and do all upgrades uh, guitar fetish? I'm not sure. I have to work this out. So I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot. it'll be interesting. Like I said, we'll keep it. We'll, we'll keep it fun. Uh, Corey, uh, seven, six, five says any thoughts on the meet and greets in Arizona, man. I haven't had a chance to think about it since last Friday, but obviously a bunch of you, uh, uh, reached out and said, definitely up for that. I'm up for that. We'll definitely figure it out. Maybe, maybe December, you know what I mean? It's tough. I got to like map out my, my thing. This is a good time to mention. There's no live show next Friday. Because I'm gonna spend time with my family on Black Friday, man. The holidays. I don't go shopping on Black Fridays. I've never been out. I've never. Well, one year, me and my son went in, in the afternoon because I don't know what it is about Black Fridays, but my wife has adopted two animals on Black Friday. <laughs> one year she went and got a cat. One year she got a dog. So, anyways, I don't know what's gonna happen on Black Friday this year. Maybe I'll get another animal. But uh, I don't really go shopping on Black Friday. I spend time with my family. So I'm gonna be doing that, not doing the show. 
So there you go. We'll probably do something else cool. There you go with that. Um, what else do we got? I know we got another question. There is, we did the Guitars for Vets announcement. We did, trying to think, the Wayne Charvel. I'm just talking out loud. And, uh, okay, let's talk about the exciting stuff. It's the end of the show. You guys, uh, uh, you we're going into over innings, which is fine. Is that over innings? Whatever, extra innings. I watch a lot of baseball, can you tell? Uh, extra innings. So um, what are we going to do? We're going to do a giveaway, not today. But I need to tell you about the giveaway because we talked about it last Friday. So everyone who's, I'm going to show you guys. You guys are going to look at this while I talk. If you go to the knowyourgear.net website, there's a page that says our community. I'm pretty sure that's what it says. <laughs> yes, it is what it says. And it's pictures of all of you in those uh, crazy Know Your Gear shirts and all the crazy, funny things you've done. You know, I love this guy with the dump trucks. Isn't that amazing? And uh, so here's the deal. I mentioned doing a contest and doing a giveaway, maybe giving away a guitar or something. And so I mentioned it and now I've thought about it. And that's usually what this is, is I want to think about how to do that. And I've come up with an idea to do it and be fair. Because again, I want to be fair uh, to everyone. So here's the plan. I have a plan, right? I know not everybody has a Know Your Gear t-shirt. I understand that, you know. Uh, but Brian <laughs> says, I love the Panda. Uh, you know, if you have a know your sticker that counts, if you want to draw, this isn't the hardest thing to draw guys, just draw stick figures on something and, you know, get a white t-shirt and put a marker on it. I don't know. Take your old, uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't care. Take your free, uh, you know, t-shirt you got somewhere at an event and draw stick figures on it. Make the new year gear thing, right? Do it. Be inventive. Do a picture. Send it to us at Ask Know Your Gear. Title subject is picture. Send us the picture. If you do not want the picture to be out there, put on their website and stuff, just say private. You know, right? I've done that. So, you know, I got dozens of pictures from people who sent it to me and said, hey, I love the channel. I just want to send this to you. I really don't want my picture out there. Fine. Don't put it out there. Right? I get it. Um, anyways, the point is, send me something interesting because here's what I decided to do. I'm going to pick 20 of my favorite pictures. Then you guys will pick the, the favorite one of the 20. But everyone who sends a picture is entered to win, right? Just the one who, who we're going to do two contests. So everybody who sends a picture is entered to win. Everyone, and then we'll pick my favorite picture, or we'll all pick my favorite 20. You guys pick the favorite picture. And uh, we'll do that on the 21st. So it's the episode, uh, I don't know, I think it's like number 94. It's on the 21st of December. We'll do the winner. So what are you going to win? Well, everybody who sends me a thing is going to be entered to win a mini pedal board that I'm going to build. I'm going to be doing a video about that. So what does the main winner win? Well, they're going to win something really crazy. I decided instead of doing a guitar, I want to do something really fun. So here's what I'm doing. I'm going to give away... A pedal board. Isn't that very exciting? I don't, I don't think it's very exciting. <laughs> so let's make it exciting. So here's what we got. I got this rock board board here. Okay. And it's brand new. Comes with a gig bag. I'm going to include the power supply, right? Okay. And five of my favorite pedals. And this company right here called DC Pedals that make these pedals in California. This is the coolest thing I have seen all year. This is a looping pedal. Some of you guys are looking at this. You've seen it. It's the thing where you plug your pedals into it, and then, you know, you can select. You can program it. You know, it's all, you know, any guys that watch the, the, that guitar show or that 
pedal show and they see guys, Dave Friedman does it too. They program these things. This one is dummy proof. You literally download an app and through an app in five seconds, you program this so that you can be a pedal just genius. So uh, you could select it to where if you step on this, it turns on your uh, delay and distortion. You turn on this, it turns on your compressor and clean. You turn this and it switches your amp. Uh, you turn this and it turns, you know, two other pedals on. It does whatever program you want. It's all done easily through an app. Um, basically, you just do the app and, uh, and it's programmed. Uh, it's all Bluetooth. And if you want to buy multiple of these, they Bluetooth talk to each other. This is actually made in the USA. Um, this is number 1809. So it's a uh, DC pedals makes this. So when they reached out to me, I was like, this is going to be cool. We're going to do something cool with this. So I asked them to sponsor this. So this is a sponsored thing from them. But, uh, when I say sponsored, I mean, they're providing all this stuff so I can give it to you guys. So I'm not getting extra out of this. They, they, they were cool enough to send this and some money. I had them PayPal me some money to help cover the cost because I need stuff. <laughs> this, this is just more than this. I need to pay the shipping and all this stuff. So it's a co-sponsored thing. Obviously, Rockboard sent me some stuff. These are the cables I'm going to use. Um, I'm going to be including, like I said, so it's going to be the pedal board, this, a the full power supply. I'm going to build the entire pedal board, show you, do a video. I want to do the video where I program it, do the whole nine yards. And again, all my favorite stuff, everything is legit. It's not just this stuff that companies like, Hey, you want some free stuff. In fact, the only company, uh, that even knew what's going on is these guys, these other companies, these are just companies who, who either sent me stuff or this is stuff I bought to review. And I thought, let's build this amazing pedal board and then let's give it to a, to the, craziest person out there that just does a cool picture um but like i said if you enter a picture i don't care what it is you're in okay uh people send me pictures of just their shirt <laughs> i i you know that's what you get to 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 to, to be in it so uh but um if you send me a picture of the shirt, you're going to get the small board, right? That's everybody who sent me a picture is going to get a, uh, um, somebody goes, does a picture of my cat count? Yeah, of course. I don't care. Just, you know, it's got to have a new year gear in there somewhere, somewhere in there. It's just like I said, a sticker. Uh, I don't know. The, maybe I, No, it has to be something like the new year gear, right? Okay. It's kind of cool. And, um, now I'm not asking anybody to share it on social media and do all that stuff. Everybody asking and subscribe and thumbs up. Just, I don't care about any of that crap. You know what I mean? I just want to do something fun. I get more of a kick out of this stuff than anybody. So you guys know when you send these pictures, um, it's just a blast to see, to see it. You know what I mean? So, uh, so if you send me the picture, you're into the contest for the second board I'm going to do. And it's a really cool board. That one's going to be probably, I'm guessing worth about four or $500. This board is definitely worth a thousand dollars. And then the person, the best picture that was picked, we'll get this crazy board. So that's how it works. So everybody sends a picture is entered to win something, right? And uh, if this evolves and I get more prizes, maybe I'll have like a second place and third place, do stuff like that. You know, uh, obviously as we do this, I just want to do it. It's the end of the year. You know what I mean? Like I said, uh, yeah, you know, I was going to tile this into the, my whole, you know, uh, lose 40 pounds and get 4 million views and subscribers. And the reality is this, uh, I'm going to hit the goal, the weight goal, because I'm just determined to do it. The the views were in target to hit it by the middle of December and subscribers, you know, that happens or doesn't. I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you guys. You need a subscriber, you don't. But 
because uh, 70% of the people, this is a little fun fact. Everybody kind of watches a lot of YouTube knows. 70% of the people watching these videos aren't subscribed. So, so that's why when you, some of you probably think it's weird that YouTubers are always like, subscribe, subscribe. It's because when you look in your analytics, the majority of everybody who watches your stuff isn't subscribed to you. <laughs> so uh, even the repeat viewers, it's kind of strange. And, and subscriptions really only thing subscriptions does so you guys know what the value to me is, is for some reason companies, because they just don't understand any of this, they think that's the important part. Uh, and I don't think it is the important part. I think your ethics are important. I think your your uh, branding, which is sometimes tied to your ethics and your, uh, your uh, you know, you're the value of the quality of the content you create. I think all that really is what a company should probably want to co-brand or with you or whatever brand align with you with. I don't know. I'm going on a tirade. Sorry, guys, but uh, but essentially, say hate to say it, they they care about subscribers. That's what companies you know care about. They're like how many subscribers you have, and you're like ah, whatever. So that's why you care about subscribers. But me personally, I, I could care less. <laughs> so uh, uh, I don't know. Channels like ten thousand times bigger than I ever thought it would be. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so here here's the thing we're doing great <laughs> like i said it, it's it's we've already done more than we could ever imagine uh so i thought this would be cool but more importantly like i said we'll build it and this guy got sharpen my pedal board kind of thing like i said i'm just gonna trick it out do something fun but i was all inspired by the idea again i, I know i'm like promoting on this but uh you know it's just exciting i thought i love the giant bluetooth logo um i think he just wants to let you know it's bluetooth uh so check this out i'll put a link in the description too they're they're cool, man. Like I said, you, you can't hate that. I know a lot of you have been wanting stuff like this. Uh, I'm really curious to see your thoughts too when I do the video because I think this is literally a game changer. I don't know why anybody would be using MIDI and stuff, uh, you know, when you can do it this way. I understand why tech guys would do it, but man, the rest of us, this is the way to do stuff. All right. I hope that was exciting. I was excited to get all that out. Let's do a couple more questions. And uh, what do we got here? We got uh, Alice Solid, Al, Alas, oh man, MacLoyd. Sure, we'll say MacLoyd. I'm just done today with butchering people's names. I'm sorry, guys. It says, hey, Phil, when you chain amps, is it the power amp section you chain? Generally chain a, chain a mistake to del preamp with a preamp. Real preamp sucks. I, I don't understand the question, but I, I, I'm going to go to the heart of it. Usually when you chain things, yes, you're trying to go. So you go. So actually, technically, I said it wrong earlier. Uh, and maybe that's what you're trying to get at. Because now that you just said it, I'm like, yeah, I said it totally wrong. When you chain amps, usually what you do is you plug into the first amp into the input. Then you would send or some amps back in the day used to have a chain, an actual output that said chain or master output or whatever. But a lot of times you send out of the send of the effects return of that amp and not into the front of the amp. Like I just said, you would go into this, you would go into the input of the effects loop. So it would go into that. So it'd be raw power and then you would chain that way. So I, again, it's kind of a weird thing because um, I haven't chained an amp in, I don't know, 10 years. I mean, because I mean, uh, I don't know when the last time I needed way more than <laughs> hundred, you know, isn't it funny that we all lived in a time where like, Oh, 200 Watts need that. I mean, I used to chain my two stacks at, at gigs. I mean, I'm, I, it sounds, it sounds crazy now to say that. Uh, like I would feel weird saying that to, uh, to, to younger players now, like, Oh yeah, I used to play gigs at a bar with like 150 people with a, uh, with a, uh, uh, 100 watt head chained into another 100 watt head because you need 200 watts of two power through a bunch of 412s to 
ever let all 100 people in the bar hear you. Yeah, we had problems. Uh, I'm lucky we're not all deaf. Okay, so uh, uh, anyways, um, uh, what else do we got? That's it. I think we're almost at the end, right? I mean, we're a little over, but we had a little. Uh, <laughs> Tony B says, my cat just subscribed. You know what? That's cool. <laughs> I'm sure that counts. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, I enjoyed that one. Uh, uh, Warm War Machine 021 says, what's the gold guitar behind you? I got to look behind. Oh, uh, it's copper. That's my copper strat. If you guys remember, the copper strat had uh, 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 Pete Thorne pickups in it. Now you see the zebras in there. That's because it's going to be in a video for uh, tech tips. So I needed to do something for a tech tip video. So I had to re-sort it out. But that's my copper strat. That's my main guitar I play all the time. It's a Fender. It's a Fender Custom Shop Strat. Uh, that uh, just it's just a basic Strat, but because it's Custom Shop, because it has a painted headstock, has a 12-inch radius fretboard, so a little flatter there. Um, this actually has a quarter sawn burl maple neck, um, and uh, and then um, I, other than that, then it gets really stock right away. It's a alder body with a two-point tremolo uh, with blocks, uh, nothing special, a bone nut. So, and spurs a locking key. So most, uh, actually most things that make it unique is in the neck. So, uh, that's what I kind of had them do when I had them do that. So, um, uh, are amazing. Yes. Oh, okay. So Ken's got a thing. It says, Hey, just an idea. Xmas is coming. Why not get your family on, on the, uh, for a portion of the show for Christmas. They would never do it, man. That's a, it's never going to happen. <laughs> they, uh, they don't, uh, 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 you, you probably hear this a lot from YouTubers. Uh, you know, I see her pixie talk about too. There, you know, my, my wife, uh, my wife. So, you know, she's very helpful. She does the t-shirts for us. She, you know, she taught herself to do these t-shirts this year. You know what I mean? So all the different shirt logos you see and stuff. Um, I decided like, Hey, I want all these different shirt logos. And so she bought a program. I forget what it is. And she taught her, got, she bought a book and she just taught it to herself and she started doing this. Um, and, uh, you know, she's very she, self-admittedly, she's very slow at it. It takes her a full day to do a different logo. Um, and, um, and you know, she says all the time, she's like, somebody who knows what they're doing, probably do an hour, you know, but she takes all day. But, um, so she's supportive with all this stuff, but nah, man, she's not into this. You don't want to talk about guitars. <laughs> that's the, that's the, the big deal. So, uh, okay. And then Brian Quackenbush got another question. Uh, got a, that's good. It says, what time did you do the show? You know, it's funny. I just realized today why the show's weird to you guys. I live in Arizona. The show to me, this show is always at 3 p.m. every Friday. It's the same to me. For six months of the year, because Arizona doesn't do daylight savings, I'm in Pacific time. And for six months of the year, I'm in mountains time, right? 
Currently, I'm in mountain time. But the reason it's wacky to you guys is when you guys all shift down, <laughs> right? I never move. So to, really, to you guys, I'm always moving. To you guys, I'm like, I'm an hour forward. I'm an hour behind. I'm all these over the place. But really, I never move. I'm always at 3 p.m. Arizona time. And I've had people tell me all the time, they're like, yeah, but Arizona time. And I used to say Arizona time. And, uh, and you guys are like, well, what time is that? And I go, well, that's the problem. Half the year it's mountain, half the time is Pacific. So it's, it's, it's tricky because it moves around. Um, I, I just realized that today, thinking about the fact that not, I already knew all this stuff, but I was thinking about the fact that because um, I don't move my time, it seems even weirder to you guys. So maybe I'll do some kind of adjustment on that. I didn't do it purposely. It's just like I said, I just happen to live in one of the states that doesn't do time, you know, doesn't do daylight savings. So just to me, everything's the same. It's just the same. So it's because we don't need daylight savings. We only have one season. <laughs> it's 70 five today i don't know like this is a, this is a it's cold now <laughs> here um so there you go yeah see somebody says trying not to confuse the cows uh yeah i don't know i i have to i'm doing off memory i think is it three states i i you guys could probably you know google it but there's three i think there's three states that don't do daylight savings if i recall i thought it was like hawaii us and wisconsin or something like that but there's three I thought that don't do daylight savings. So, uh, you know, if you guys ever watch it's just, as you guys can imagine, it's just Arizona is, you know, this wacky, it's the wild West, man. They don't, they don't know what they're doing here. So, uh, okay. So last, last thing, uh, we'll do, uh, we'll do one more question and we'll go uh let's see what we got ah so david said it's arizona hawaii see i was i i was like ah see two okay so i knew it was somebody besides us did it so uh let's do that last question i know you guys are gonna be like and okay uh, it's the question is Corey seven, six, five says, Phil, have you heard of Harley Benton guitars? I, I, Corey, I, I have, <laughs> uh, uh, everybody who's watched the internet. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, I have never reviewed one. Um, and that is something that I know a lot of you are interested in seeing. I know a lot of you have them. Um, I had, I had planned, to review some, review the Mitchells from uh, Guitar Center and review the uh, Michael Kelly's from Sam Ash. I am working on figuring out how to do this Michael Kelly's from Sam Ash. I will this week send an email to Tallman to see about reviewing a couple Harley Bentons for the holidays. And uh, uh, maybe, because uh, I thought that was, again, uh, not so much giveaways, but maybe do a Sharp Max Harley Benton. Would that be something cool? I thought that'd be a fun one. Uh, really go crazy with it. But, you know, to be honest with you, uh, I think Henning did a video where he had, well, he had them do it. So that was different, but I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, and, uh, Mitchell, I don't know. I reached out to the guitar center and they reached out back and then it kind of pitters off. It's a thing on YouTube, man. You talk to companies and then they kind of, they just float off on you. Uh, I'm sure I'll hear back from guitar center. They're busy, right? They're busy people. Uh, but those are the brands in-house brands I want to talk about. So yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I can do something with the Harley Bentons. I know it's it's got it feels like it's the most one of the most one of the requested things you guys asked me about. So, uh, yeah, somebody says Henning's got a lot of videos of Harley Benton. Well, that's the that's the turnoff to me. So you know, in Harley Benton, I, I I think maybe you guys will understand it this way: the guitars aren't the issue. The guitars fantastic. It's doing content that adds to a giant pile of already existing content. It just sometimes doesn't appeal to you as a, you know, you're trying to do something. I'm like, I'm trying to make something that is unique that helps me stand out. Um, and, uh, but mostly I have to, cause I'm really horrible as you guys can tell at faking anything. Uh, I mean, if I'm upset, it comes out. If I'm, I'm happy, it comes out. I mean, I'm just really horrible. You know, I, some of the, uh, my friend said I'm the best per person in the world to play poker with because there's just nothing, nothing is, is, is a secret. It's all out there for you to, to figure out my vibe really quickly. So, um, I try to get excited about stuff. So, uh, but I think I would be excited about doing a sharp max on Harley Ben. So I, I think it'd be fun, especially if we can do something crazy. So on that note, I think we're going to call it the 800 of us. You guys are awesome. We got a holiday coming up. I got videos coming out this week. Uh, I've obviously, uh, I've, I slotted it up so that there'll be some videos for the holidays. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy them. Um, and, uh, <laughs> somebody says I should cut a Harley Benton in half. <laughs> uh, you know what it is? Ah, oh, man, I just could, I couldn't do it. I'd, I'd be like, I, I just, in my head picture some kid losing it because he could have that guitar. Um, uh, yeah. And Kyle says he's not interested in hearing more about Harley Benton. Well, that's what I said. If I can come up with something that I think's unique to say, you know, besides an opinion, I understand you guys like, Hey, looking for an honest opinion. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's great. But I already gave you an honest opinion. I played them at GitCon and they were, they were, they were good. They, like I said, I'm sure some are, you know, have issues, but as a whole, what I was experiencing was pretty good. Um, so it's, it's more than that. It's more about, you know, like what can we do that's interesting to learn about them? Maybe something that's interesting to learn about them. Um, somebody was saying the hard luck Kings. That's another one that you, that you mention a lot. Again, I'd like to, I'd like to look at those guitars for sure. So a lot of these inexpensive guitars, I'm really excited about either not only reviewing, but maybe doing videos where we can, you know, maybe show you not only just put new tuning keys and just fix them up, you know, like, Hey, what's an issue that these guitars typically have can't, you know, here's something to think about how to fix it. Here's a quick uh, fix for this. Here's a quick fix for that. Um, because I, I know a lot of people who buy those guitars, it's not fun. It's fun to get a, it's fun to get a great guitar for 200 bucks. It's not fun to get a great guitar for $200 and then find out it needs $130 worth of repair that kind of takes this, that takes the the breath out of it. You know what I mean? You're like, uh, you know, uh, so, uh, I think some of the videos that we could do here on this channel with inexpensive guitars is come up with not just, you know, exaggeratingly crazy ways to fix them up, but honest kind of down home kind of here's quick fixes, you know, uh, here's how eight, $8 and 10 minutes of your time can fix this issue for you. That's, that's so that's the thing I have to take a look at. So, I'd love to do that. Uh, so we'll, we'll look at that for sure. So on that note, uh, we're going to go, but as always, I like to end the show with uh, saying thank you, uh, to the, uh, to who are we going to say thank you to? What do we say? Thank you to, well, of course we say thank you to, well, this week we're going to say thank you to everyone 
who not only super chats and watch the show live, but also everyone who supported the guitars for vets. In fact, today that's what I'm going to focus on is saying thank you to everyone who donated to guitars for vets. And I understand, uh, this is the time of year where I like to try to help out, you know, people with music. If, uh, if guitars for vets, isn't your, uh, your, your thing, I understand not everybody's going to feel passionate about that. Uh, but you can help many other people. Of course, like I said, we put the link there for uh, uh, Wayne Charvel, and uh, there's tons of others. There's Guitars for the Classroom. That's another charity that's really great. Um, and again, I only mentioned that because I tend to focus, I have a philosophy. Um, uh, I tend to focus my charity towards my interests. So, you know, if I have family, you know, cancer, because obviously everyone of us has had somebody who's affected by cancer, you know, that's important to me. Uh, music's important to me. So anything to help music, I, I stay focused on. Um, it's because, uh, you know, that's the way I want to do it. Um, so on that note, I'll let you guys go. And I got a super chat from Tony and he said, hey, what beer are you drinking for Thanksgiving? Um, usually I try to, I, I'm really into the, uh, uh, the, what do you call it? The seasonal craft beers so uh it's embarrassing but true uh funny note to mention maybe it's maybe it's funny um you know i didn't drink uh, a beer until i was like 30 uh, and now i say a beer yeah i mean had a beer like when i was in the army I had one uh i just never drank anything um so uh what happened in my 30s huh, what happened to me was i discovered craft beers. <laughs> I was at a place and somebody let me try one. And so that's the thing. I, I like the weird beers. Uh, and I, and I tend to drink beers like once, like a, a cranberry, like the stupid stuff, like all that stuff, chocolate beer, cranberry beer, all the stuff that most of you guys right now are cringing and, you know, because here's the deal. It's to me, it's, it's like, uh, I turn for me, beer turned into like sushi in the idea that it's about an experience. You go there and you try something new. Uh, so, uh, what I tend to do is like the Samuel, Samuel Adams, uh, sampler pack is pretty cool this time of year, stuff like that. Um, I don't drink very much. I'm a lightweight by, by every extreme of the, the way you could say that, uh, when it comes to this stuff, especially the craft beers tend to be a little higher in alcohol content, you know, like 6%, I think versus whatever the normal content is. So, um, uh, I, I love Guinness, man. That's another one. Uh, so I tend to like the darker beers. So there you go. Uh, but, uh, I always just want to tell you this is cause, uh, I don't want to, I always fear sometimes when I meet you guys and, uh, you know, sometimes what we'll, we'll, I meet up with some, some of the viewers and we meet places and we're having a beer, man, I'm such a lightweight. Like you can tell I'm pretty, I'm pretty tossed at about a beer to two beers in. I'm just, I'm just done. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, I know it always seems weird cause I'm a bigger guy and stuff, but I just don't, I just don't drink a lot. I just like the craft beers for some reason. It's like those kind of beers. I just don't drink a lot. All right, guys, there's your insight. Thank you, Tony. I'm going to buy a beer on you today. So uh, on that note, I'm going to enjoy my weekend and the holiday. I want to thank all you guys for hanging out. You guys are awesome as always. Uh, and uh, and uh, we'll talk uh, not next week, but the following week. If I can do something live, I'll do something live around the holidays. We'll see. Like I said, I have some cool stuff slotted for the holidays. Uh, so look for that. And until next time, till episode 91, uh, I'm going to say know your gear. Bye, guys.